Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Seabros Fishing Podcast. Just a couple of quick announcements before we get started with today's episode. On February 29th at the Lucky Finn Cafe in Hanover, Massachusetts, from 6 to 10 p.m., we're hosting a fishing social night. Should be a great time. There's going to be a lot of local captains, mates, anglers, people in the charter fishing industry there, basically just picking each other's brains, breaking up the winter up here a little bit, and uh, enjoying each other's company. So it should be a, a great event. We're going to also have about a 90-minute tuna fishing talk during the event. We're going to be showing some video demonstrations, talking about the 2019 season up here in in Massachusetts and, and also what we're expecting for the 2020 season. So if you're interested in getting tickets, they're $50 per person. You can find them at seabrosfishing.com and they will include pizza, beer until it runs out anyways, and basic beverages. That's one thing we have going on this off season during the winter. And if you haven't seen our apparel or fish mark, tuna mark apparel yet already, uh, it's pretty cool. We've uh, we've had a lot of good feedback with it, and we see a lot of people throughout our area and, and elsewhere wearing it, so it's really cool to see. If you're interested in purchasing any of this, you can visit the Seabros Fishing website, seabrosfishing.com. And just right there on the main page, you'll see some featured products that you can check out, so... We appreciate that. Without further ado, and uh, our quick announcement's over, let's uh, let's get started with the episode. Welcome to the Seabros Fishing Podcast. Hey everybody, Brian Sears here from Seabros Fishing and Mass Bay Guides. Welcome to our first episode of what we're going to, I think, call our, our rigging station. It's it's basically our tips and tricks, short form version of our podcast that we're going to try to push out as often as possible, hopefully weekly or maybe even a couple times a week um, during our season. But basically what we want to do with these episodes is share with you what we do aboard our boats um, and our charter company, as well as some of the things that that we do for our clients and do across some of the boats that we fish on up here in the Northeast as, as well as around the world. So um, hopefully you can take what we're about to discuss here and, and discuss in the future and, and implement it into your own fishing system and it helps you have a, a better day on the water as a result. Just as a disclaimer, I mean this like anything in fishing, this isn't the this isn't the only way to do things. This is just how we do it. Uh, we we like to tell everyone that we that we see at our, our workshops and seminars and, and everywhere else that, you know, this is just how we like to do things. So if you take one little thing from this and, and utilize it then you know, we consider that a, a, a great thing and a, and a success. So, so hopefully, um, hopefully you'll like what, uh, what I'm about to, what I'm about to talk about here. So what I wanted to, to use as a topic for the first tips and tricks podcast episode is, is off season tackle maintenance. 
uh, specifically for larger offshore reels, tackle, things that we that we use up here primarily um, in the offshore game, bluefin tuna game, northeast canyon game here in, in the northeast in New England. Um, so I have four things, four things that we do every single off season, um, you know, basically from the holiday time when we pull the boats till till about, you know, March, April before we really start start compounding, waxing, getting the boats ready for the water. Um, so kind of that, that three or four month span, we, we really use our time wisely to make sure that these things are accomplished in addition to other things, but... So I want to give you four kind of key things that we do every single off season. So the first thing is unspooling the line off all of your offshore reels, specifically big conventional style reels, your international, Penn International stuff, uh, Shimano Tiagras, a lot of other brands out there. But we do this every single off season. And if you've ever spent a lot of time spooling reels, backing, top shot, header, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, you've probably noticed a few of the things that I'm about to mention. So if you're fishing a lot, especially offshore, you know that salt corrosion and salt intrusion into all the working parts of your reels as well as the line is is an issue. And if you don't mitigate that, you're going to start to see things like corrosion and pitting down kind of near the arbor on the spool or the bottom of the spool. You know, once you start, you know, getting into the backing on a big fish or, you know, you're just unspooling the reel to re-spool it. If you, you haven't taken these steps in preventative maintenance, you probably notice some pitting and stuff on, on all of your expensive big game reels. So uh, we take the line off of our reels every single season um, or after every single season and again specifically our big stuff you know 50 class 80 class 130 class reels what we utilize up here primarily but kind of the steps that we take to do that are we do have a kind of a specific tool that we use Um, the brand is a a spooled up line winder you can you can google it Um, it's it's a bit of an expensive tool but it is worth its weight in gold essentially if you're going to do it yourself i highly recommend you you pick one of these up or or something similar but basically what it allows you to do is take an empty service spool bulk spool um, that you might have kicking around from you know redoing top shots on your reels or whatever else you can put it on this machine and then you can attach a battery powered or, or corded drill to it and then you can either put this machine in a rod holder kind of across a rigging bench or it comes with different size ferrules that'll attach right to the butt of the the rod that you have the reel on so you know if you have it on a you know number four number six butt you know 80 class or 130 class butt uh, bent butt or straight butt the machine comes with a ferrule that you can actually slide it into um just as another disclaimer, we're not sponsored by Spooled Up or anything like that. It's just a product we've been using for the last five plus years, and it saved us a lot of time and and helped us, you know, in the long run catch a lot more fish. But, anyways, we utilize that tool. We attach an empty bulk spool to it. We attach the whole setup right to uh, the butt of you know one of our one thirties as an example. Um, 
And then all we do is we'll usually strip the old top shot off by hand. So if it's, you know, we're talking a, you know, your typical offshore reel setup, you know, with Dacron or Holocore backing to, you know, a monofilament top shot, we'll usually just pull the top shot off by hand and put it on the floor um, of our workshop or wherever we're doing it, just because we don't want it to take up space on the empty spool. And then once we get the top shot off, you know, you get to your splice or whatever your, your connection is from one type of line to another, we, uh, we take the backing and then tie the backing to, we cut it and then take the backing and tie it to the empty spool and then start to use the drill to take the line off the spool. Now, this is an, a couple of important things that I'm going to mention here. When you're doing this, you do want to put some drag pressure either with your hand or with the lever drag or whatever type of drag your your actual reel has. You don't want to unspool all that line with no pressure onto the empty spool because if you do that, all that line's going to go loosely onto that empty service spool. And then when you go to re-spool it back on the next season, specifically braid or Dacron, Holocore, um, it's going to start to bury when you put it on with pressure. So it's, it's going to cause problems um, when you go to re-spool your reels. So when you take that line off, make sure you add some drag pressure. It doesn't need to be a ton, you know, five to 10 pounds and, um, you know, 10 pounds being the high end and take all that line off. And as you're taking that line off, what I like to do is I take a, a cotton glove or a rag and have a small, you know, one gallon bucket or even just a, um, a, a little bowl of, of fresh water make sure that rag or that cotton glove stays wet. And then I use my hand to hold the line and guide it evenly onto the empty spool. So it does a couple things. One is it cleans your, your backing off. So any salt residue that you might have on there from fighting fish over time, will all come off of it with the fresh water. Uh, and it'll also allow you to inspect the line as you're taking it off the spool. So, you know, if you were fighting a fish and you got hung up in some gear, a lobster pot, or, um, you know, something happened, maybe you doubled up or, or tripled up offshore on, on tuna fish and lines crossed and you had some sort of friction and abrasion, um, it, it gives you another shot at visually inspecting all of that expensive backing um, as you take it off your reel. So I've found that depending on what the, the size empty spools you use, you can usually get a couple of reels worth of backing onto one and then just label it once you're done. So, you know, if you have two 130 size class reels worth of line on there, once you're done, just make sure you label it. So when you go to re-spool your reels, um, before the season that you know exactly exactly what what reel that spool of line goes back onto. So it's been this this has been really helpful for us. Um, it definitely gives you more longevity out of your backing. I mean as we as if anyone who fishes offshore knows and is using these these new holocore braids and and stuff as, as backing on your reels, it's super expensive. So you can definitely get multiple seasons out of it um, if you do it this way. And it's not only going to increase the the length of time you can use your line, but it's also going to keep your reels in better shape in the long run. So 
that is uh, that is tip number one. Tip number two is also related to reels. So this is just basic preventative maintenance, something that we do every single season. You know, keeping in mind that our boats and our crew and and Taylor and myself are fishing are fishing most days throughout our season and our our gear sees a lot of use but all of our reels go in for service to be cleaned lubricated and if needed uh, repaired and have parts replaced i will say that you know if you're not going all the time you know say you're you're fishing one or two days a week offshore you you may or may not need to bring your reels in to have them broken down and gone through depending on how much you're fishing this might be something that you can do every other year if if they appear to be functioning correctly um, and cosmetically okay but i still recommend that you do it every single year so after we unspool all of our all of our reels like i mentioned before we give them a quick clean ourselves, just a surface lubricant with just real lube, taking nothing, taking nothing apart, just kind of all the points around the handle, uh, things like that, just to just to get things freed up and, and moving again properly. And then we'll also give them a, just a quick wipe down, just a couple spritz spritzes of WD-40 on a paper towel or a microfiber um, towel or cloth, and just and just clean them down you know, getting all the bait scales and on all those things off of them. And it also allows you to just inspect things again and make sure that everything's working properly. You're turning the handle, you know, kind of feeling how, how the reel is functioning, you know, after the season is over with. So that's kind of the first step. And the second step is, you know, take them to your local tackle shop. If you have someone that you, you trust to, to go through your gear, I highly recommend that. You get everything gone through in the off season and cleaned and relubricated and drags checked and bearings checked. You know it's it is a um, it can be expensive depending on how much equipment you have, but it's well worth it in the long run when you have a big fish on during the season. Uh, we use uh, Beaver Tail Rod and Reel in Rhode Island. Again, as I mentioned in the in the first tip, not a sponsor or, or anything by any means, but uh, Dave Morton who operates. Beaver Tail does a great job. Um, he can actually machine some gears and parts on site. He has the equipment to do that. So if it's a hard to find part or an older reel or something like that, he can he can sometimes um, get creative and and make things happen for you. So that's tip number two: getting your your reels clean, serviced in the off season. Tip number three has to do with line, leader, and fluorocarbon. So. Anyone who buys a lot of fluorocarbon, whether for inshore or offshore fishing, knows that it can be very pricey. In order to keep it in good condition when you're not utilizing it, and I'm talking you know, full coils and, and skeins of fluorocarbon that you haven't used yet, not old leaders from the season and, and things like that. I'm talking new tackle that may have been on the boat that you haven't used or you haven't used up yet. In order to keep it lasting a long time and be in a good place in the off season it should really be stored in a room temperature dark place whether you keep this in a, a dark tupperware container or in a cabinet somewhere 
in your tackle room or in your house in a storage closet or wherever it may be. Just making sure that it's not exposed to direct sunlight for too long because it can actually break it down and actually cause it to become uh, more visible over time to the fish. So if you're if it's in a in a place where it's it's seeing a lot of sunlight in the off season, it's probably not in tip top condition when you go to use it during the season for fishing. So take care of that stuff. It's expensive. It's uh, it truly is the lifeline with a big fish. It can be the most important thing with some species, and um, and that's tip number three. Tip number four has to do with proper spreader bar and lure storage in the off season. So a lot of us that fish offshore, we all have the the mesh Velcro bags, lure roll ups all the convenient storage for all of our big game lures, spreader bars, and, and everything similar. And, you know, throughout the season as they're getting used, we're storing them in these. And it, it honestly isn't even the best place to keep them stored during this season. But especially in the off season, it is super important to get all of those pieces of tackle that I just mentioned out of those bags and hanging if possible. Especially spreader bar type lures so um, anyone who's not familiar with what a spreader bar is you know it can be a piece of steel or titanium uh, with multiple baits hanging from it most of the baits are on what we call you know teaser lines or branch lines and they don't have hooks in them and the last bait in the school of whatever it may be it could be you know different size shell squid or, or whatever else the last bait on the main line typically has the hook called the stinger called the hook bait but it's really important to get all of those and your other offshore lures out of the bags and hanging if you can if you can hang spreader bars in a room temperature location you know in your basement or or wherever um, it's going to help keep all the memory out of the teaser lines it's going to keep your main line in better shape it's just going to make them fish better when you go to use them during the season. Also taking them out of the bags allows you, again, like I mentioned in during the other tips, it allows you to inspect your gear. It allows you to check your main lines, check your crimps, check your swivels, check for corrosion, and make sure that you're not gonna have a tackle failure um, during the season. So hang those spreader bars, and if you can, you know, hang lures. Depending on how you're rigging your lures, you may have a super long leader especially on big blue marlin lures and, and things like that. So you may not be able to hang them in a location, but at the very least you can get them out of those storage bags and make sure that you recoil those leaders in large coils, large loops. When I say large, I mean 18 plus inch coils um, in, in diameter. So that way you're keeping the memory out of those leaders. You're inspecting those leaders and they're just going to fish better for you for you during the season and that's all we have for you today on this episode of our rigging station if you have any questions about any of the topics that i covered today you can reach out to us directly on our website seabrosfishing.com or you can find us and follow us on instagram and facebook send us a direct message you can find us there at seabros fishing or at our charter company mass bay guides And one more thing, we just got listed as a podcast on Apple iTunes. So 
if you do listen to us there, or even if you don't, if you could go over and, and give us a rating, obviously the, the better the rating, the better for us. And we can keep this podcast going. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate that. And we really appreciate everyone listening in and, and following Seabros Fishing, Taylor, myself, and the rest of our guests. So uh, with that said, stay tight and we'll see you next time.